You are now tuning into Love Frequency, where love grows. So let's go. Thank you for checking in before you check out. I'm Naya, your host and favorite love advocate, and welcome to the podcast where love is the problem and the solution. Welcome to the podcast where love grows. Here at Love Frequency, we explore the ups and downs that we experience in love and really use that as a catalyst to face our shadows. So if you're new here, baby, grab a journal, take your shoes off, and sit with us for a little while. If you're not, you know what to do. Get ready to enjoy this thought water. Because here at Love Frequency, we believe when you know, you grow. And if you're not already following Love Frequency on social media, here's your chance now, baby. Here's your shot. So what I'm going to need you to do, if you have Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, please go search L underscore V-E-F-R-E-Q-U-E-N-C-Y. That's Love Frequency on all social platforms. I will leave the links. They're always in the show notes. So go hang out in the show notes. There's so many great resources and notes and details right there for your use. Before we step into the rest of this episode and get into the conversation between Coach and I, I want us to take a moment to pause to check in with self, with source, and to determine if, if you're even ready to receive this message. If not, that's okay. Come back. But if you are, give yourself this moment of reflection and on a love frequency scale of one through five. How are you, baby? How is your spirit? Last week, we talked about compromise and ego, and today we're going to continue the conversation with explaining why it's super important to be mindful. But first, let's review where we left off. So imagine you're in a new connection, a new space full of optimism and raw potential. You both dream together and you're planning a beautiful future. This one feels like the one. However, the rules always seem to change when a disagreement or argument ensues. If they would only stop and listen to how I feel, I wish things would just go back to normal. Why won't you ever listen to me? Sound familiar, right? When we make the decision that doesn't really sit well with our heart, but we just want things to go back to normal. What many of us are really saying is, I love you as long as it doesn't make me uncomfortable. Oxford language defines compromise as standards that are lower than desired. Merriam-Webster goes further to define compromise as a shameful or disreputable concession. So what are we really saying here? Are these the right questions to be asking 
Is compromising really the answer? And specifically when it comes to disagreements or arguments. This to me does not sound like both parties walk away happy with the outcome. It just sounds like that a decision was reached and that decision may not have been beneficial for both parties. So hell no, you can have it. But I choose an elevated experience. And while compromise grows to resentment and emotional safety is lost, I believe this is also where the honeymoon phase goes to die, y'all. Compromising. See, that shows up as an alternative to healthy dialogue. And ego quickly replaces love. In that space, it's no longer about maintaining this beautiful love space we once knew. It turns into me versus you. So how does everything I was talking about in the beginning of this episode and the episode before this one tie into this argument, this disagreement, this discussion between coach and I? Well, listen, it don't really matter what the disagreement was about. To be honest, let me tell you why. Because everything (laughs) was either irritating us or bothering both of us. Each time something happened, we also didn't check in with the other one in the moment. We chose to internalize what we were feeling to, you know, keep the peace. But we were clearly not exchanging peaceful energy. Has anyone else ever experienced this? I know it can't just be us. I also think it's super interesting in those moments that when I feel so much tension toward another human being that I always choose to blame them as the reason and not check myself for why something external to me would cause me to tighten up like this, you know? No, is it just me? Okay, that's fine. That's fine. To understand your ego isn't to say that it's something bad or you need to eliminate it, but I am saying that there is benefit to having an understanding of your ego, just like there is benefit in understanding your love frequency. There's a whole bunch of things that we should be checking in when we check our spirit, not just how we feel in the moment, but how every element of who we are feels in moments when we're making these decisions. The more you practice doing this shit, the easier it comes to you when things happen that need a split second decision. You're able to bounce back a little bit faster. And this was my opportunity to practice loving at a higher frequency. Do y'all know how difficult that was? It was hard as fuck. It was hard because ego still tap dancing and wants to be like, man, fuck all that. And when it comes to the people we choose to invite in our life, to be intimate with, to share intimate details with, don't you think it's important to understand who you're laying with? Not based on your assumptions, baby. You know, our assumptions have gotten us into a lot of dumb shit. Our assumptions have stopped many of us from accomplishing our goals. So how can you trust that very thing all the time? I'm not saying disregard intuition. I'm not saying to be ignorant, but I know in your heart, a lot of y'all know when you're wrong and you know when you're right, but in love, does that even really fucking matter? 
So let me give you further context on what this looks like when you show up in an I space instead of a we space, when you're in a relationship with someone and there's a communication breakdown. So I had been traveling consistently for three weeks for work. I was tired and it was taking a toll on my body and my attitude. It was almost the time of the month as well. So I had anticipated being bitchy, like we talked about it, but coach always does a really good job at helping me with that. And so I was really excited about the visit because I knew that I wouldn't take that out on her. I just wanted to prepare her. You know what I'm saying? I also have things going on with my daughters, work, house responsibilities. Plus, I'm feeling a little guilty about my lack of attention to the podcast. I'm not really posting on social media because of all the work travel and just trying to keep up with everything. Needless to say, my mind was overwhelmed with past deadlines and action items. Oh, and the damn milk has expired. Well, shit, that's something else I didn't want to have to deal with. (laughs) I just can't take anything else. I'm tired. Have you ever been there? And so everything that she did came with a reaction from me. I was either tired or irritated or needy or distant. In an I space, there is no room for love. There's only room for one. And so that's where my frequency was. And when you get in that space, you kind of get stuck. What is it going to take to get you out of that so you can come back to love? And that was the question that I had not asked myself. So you've had the argument and the argument is over or the disagreement. You've pulled away and now both parties have had time to process. And now here's the time where you both are coming back together. Depending on the frequency that you walk into that conversation with will determine what happens next. And I don't know if you're like me. Most of the time, I'm already assuming the second conversation is going to be worse than the first but I'm preparing for the worst, hoping for the best. And that's not the way to approach these conversations in love. But I also recognize when we come back to these situations, we still want to explain our side. So that told me at the heart of this, coach just wants to have the opportunity to be heard and to be understood. Naya, so you have a choice here. Are you trying to win? That's how you show up in love. Are you trying to be right? Hmm. Are you trying to possibly heal or protect or defend a past wound? Hmm. Or is it simply you just stubborn and arrogant as fuck and you always want to have it your way? Is that the way that love moves for you? And if so, can't you see why there's always friction when it comes to how you love, baby? So there's already tension We've attempted to have a conversation about the tension, which created more tension. (laughs) Oh, I pulled away. I hung my head because fuck, I could have done this better. As I'm doing this, I imagine coach is doing some version of this because coach reaches out and is like, hey, let's level set. 
and level set we did, we always do a great job of coming back and really just having that crucial conversation. So I went into the conversation with compassion in my heart and all the things that I love about this woman. And then two, open myself up to be accountable for my action in the preceding conversation. And that's what we did. In my heart, I wanted her to know that this is a safe space. And I want to better understand what you need and love. And then that helps me know how to be there for you. But if I don't give myself time to learn you, then when? And I know some of you may be asking, well, yeah, I mean, I could do that. But then I feel like I'm the only one. And then the other person don't ever be accountable to their shit. Ooh, that's a good point to make. This only works if two parties are invested in making sure that this is successful. But I will tell you, regardless of what you decide or what you choose or what you assume about your partner, if you don't ask questions and the right questions, you won't know. And you can't change anybody but yourself. So if those are the questions that you're asking, then maybe you already have your answer. You can't always go on your initial reaction because sometimes, baby, you don't have all the information. So what do you do? Well, Coach and I sat down and had a conversation about what we felt was realistic for us. I mean, we read a lot of articles and some of that shit just, mm -mm, it wasn't going to work. But we came up with 10 things that we thought that we can pull from and they don't come in any order. It was just 10 things that when we didn't know what else to do, we had that to fall back on. See, many of us have been coming into arguments or having these three, two arguments. And when I say three, two arguments, we're looking at the love frequency meter. So you're going from SOS mode to, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. And I don't know. That's not the way that love grows. We have to rearrange that argument into being a four or five discussion where we go from trusting the process and trusting these tools into a space where we are in love with the decisions that we're making. These 10 tips will also be available for download in the show notes. So I'm going to share with you a few of my favorites off this list. And they're my favorites for two reasons. One, because it's effective and they're the ones I go to all the time and I use them and they help me. But two, they were also the ones that I noticed I was not being mindful of when going into these conversations. So they were also the ones I had to do the most work on. The first was remembering that we're on the same team. I think sometimes when these conflicts happen and we go back to that you versus me energy, when we're in an I energy, we are on a battlefield and at any cost, you know, defensiveness is a hell of a weapon and it shows up. Another one that coach and I created just for us, sometimes when we get wrapped up, we can't think about going to a list or pulling up a great resource or tool. Can we create a word that will help us know, hey, it's time for us to go to our corners. We just need to pause. For us, we ask, can we take some time to listen to our heart? And I think this does so many amazing things. So first we're asking permission. It gives that, that mental pause. 
but we're not only saying, can you please allow me this time to tap into my heart? It's the self-accountability. But I love when I hear it because it also encourages me to pause and do the same. And so whether she's saying it or I'm saying it, I think for both of us, it's like the inhale before the exhale. It's the, you're right, we do need to pull back. And then in that moment, we're able to process. Dear love, I will not change who I am to be who you need me to be, but I will commit to learning you better so I can love you better. If you've been listening to the last two episodes, I hope, if nothing more you've pulled from it, that this statement isn't about what you're not going to do, but it has everything to do with your recommitment to love. What you are saying is that when you enter into a love space, that you are committing to sharing and exchanging frequency with another human being. And don't you think within that space, you owe it to yourself and to that connection to learn them where they are? Because isn't that the same thing we want for ourselves? How can we show up in this space and be better and do that through love? Compromise can't live there. Because in that space, we're asking the person we love to chip away at who they are. We're asking them to be a watered down, altered version of the person we once knew. To fit our pain, our trauma, our discomfort, our indecision, our inability to be self-accountable. You are deserving of the love that makes you so uncomfortable. You are deserving of something beautiful and reciprocal and open and free and giving and secure and full. You can't just believe that you are deserving. You also have to show up and act like it. So if you know of somebody in your life who seems to always be chipping away at themselves and they say they do it for love, if you know of somebody who says they love hard, tell their ass to stop doing that shit because ain't nothing hard about love. It's only hard when ego is in the way and people asking you to compromise. That's when that shit gets hard. But love, ain't nothing hard about love. I also want to give a special shout out to Coach. Thank you so much for being a friend, for allowing this space to live and grow and be, and for being so amazing and giving me permission to share our love on this platform. And if you or somebody you know is currently going through a very difficult time seeing eye to eye with their partner and they want to know what can they do, what are tools that they can try to show up better for themselves, 
This isn't about manipulating their partner into bending or behaving the way that they want or getting their way. But this has always, always been about how do we show up? So if you heard these episodes and you said, you know what, I'm going to send this to my partner because they don't listen. I'm going to need you to pull your hand down. I'm going to need you to smack it with the other one because that's shame on you. That's not what we do here, y'all. When you know, you grow. But until next time, I love you. Thank you.